you're not going to know what your real aspirations are. You're not going to be able to like intimately connect with yourself to be able to, to, you know, not just see the joy in life, but to be able to understand life. Welcome to the Ignited Recovery Podcast, a new way forward for anyone looking for answers, but feeling left out. If you've been searching for empowerment, triumph, and purpose, you've found them right here. You won't hear the same solutions and you're not going to have any excuses to fall back on because Ignited Recovery allows heroes to rise and become their best selves. I'm Dr. Adi Jaffe and I can't wait to be your guide on this journey. Are you ready to become an Ignited Hero? We're honored to have um, Young Pueblo in the house today. Poetry, meditation, mindfulness, spirituality—I think that that's sort of the the like the you know the word cloud that I see in front of my face <laughs> uh, as I talk to you. And you know, we had um, we've had another poet on before, and I love the platform, like the seeing the marriage of social media and writing. And, mm. and the kind of the immediacy of the communication and the contact you get to have with your fans. I have people like Ignited fans send me Young Pueblo quotes. Oh, nice. Multiple times every week. And so having you on is amazing because I know our listeners are already tuned into what you do. Mm. Can you walk us through a little bit? How, how does somebody who's focused on spirituality and meditation and, and writing and poetry in this really, really beautiful way find and create and, uh, and cultivate this platform? Yeah, I think, um, so it really began when I started going through my own, um, realizations that I needed some help. Like I needed to do something about all of these patterns that were dominating my life, particularly sadness and anxiety. Um, around 2011 and 2012 was sort of like the big breaking point and just realizing that I needed to start peeling back these layers and start um, really doing the inner work before inner work became popular. Um, And that led me into not only developing new habits where like, you know, I stopped using like really hard drugs and treating my body really harshly with, you know, poor eating and no exercising. So I really started taking care of myself. But um, I not only did that, but started developing honesty with myself and started to really engage with what was actually happening in my mind and what I was trying to run away from. And that then led into um, starting the practice of Vipassana and I'm going to 10-day courses and, you know, these silent 10-day courses. And that really began the deep healing for me and started really showing me the nature of the human mind and how, you know, erratic it can be and how much we can cause ourselves a lot of misery. And um, after I did a few of those courses, I started realizing that uh, some real healing was happening. And I wanted to, you know, like I've always been like a, like a thoughtful guy. Like I live a lot in my mind and um, I wanted to explore these topics, topics that I've, you know, I'm, I didn't, um, nor do I have like full mastery over, you know, like I have a lot of healing to go. Um, but I wanted to just explore them and see if other people were also on the same page. So I just went to, you know, took to Instagram because a lot of people were there at the time. And what I was most excited about, especially in the beginning, was just kind of letting people know that real healing was possible and not by directly telling them like, oh, like I healed myself, like more so just being, you know, talking about 
um, these things in poetic manners or like more indirect ways where it feels a little more universal than just about like, this is my story, you know? That's so cool. You know, it reminds me of um, younger, like high school, college, and having a journal and writing Mm -hmm. my own poetry and my own songs, Mm -hmm. but there was no public place. And also at the time, because you're right, doing self-work wasn't um, not just popular. It wasn't um, wasn't accepted. Like, yeah. You know, I, I, when I'm talking about this, it's in upstate New York, et cetera, so more rural kind of um, areas as well. And so it felt secretive and private. Like I had my yeah. journals. I think some of them are still in this house somewhere, and maybe that would be cool to pull out at some day. What I'm hearing is you had your own experience and then pretty quickly into that experience started sharing publicly your own journey. Yeah, different things that were really sort of like crystallizing. I remember... Um, one of the big ones in the beginning was just understanding that things are always changing and that because things are always changing, that means that my mind isn't going to stay the same. Like if I felt a lot of damage in the past or I felt a lot of trauma, that that trauma is also mutable. It can become something lighter if we take ourselves in that direction. So to me, this stuff was really mind blowing and, um, all these little poems would come out, you know, um, that felt. I don't know. In the beginning, it felt like really special because a lot of them would just kind of like dawn on me and then, and I would quickly write them down and see if people were into them. Um, and, and it was a, a mixture of the two. Like I would write poetry in the beginning, but I also wrote a lot of essays. And over time, I started realizing that the format, it was like a lot more, you know, accessible to people if I would capture the main idea or a poem in an image and then explore the topic more deeply in the caption in the form of a little essay and, but it took time to figure out that format and, and it's been fun. You know, I let people know, like, I don't know everything. I'm so, I'm more than anything. I'm a student and I'm an explorer. Like I'm just exploring my own mind. And to me, meditation is this giant experiment and I want to see what's happening in this, in this mind and how that teaches me things about the universe and how that shows me how, you know, all minds are really the same. Yeah. I mean, that, that is spirituality to me. I mean, that all things you spoke of from mindfulness to meditation to yoga, if it's a spiritual yogic experience and not just about asana, physical asana, spirituality is constantly rediscovering yourself and the world and your relationship to it and being open to change. As you said, that is spirituality. Like in this month of spirituality for dummies, like you just said it. I, um, I love that we're talking about spirituality because one thing that I, whenever I have events, I like to let my audience know, um, that I don't often write about, I don't even, if you look at my work, I don't even use the word spiritual, right? right? A lot of it, yeah, a lot of it, like I want to shift the idea that, you know, this is life and then this is spirituality over here to the side. When in reality, Like you should know how to use your mind. You should know how to deeply engage with your heart and what's inside of it. And knowing how to understand yourself and having ways to deal with your inner program so that you can be happier and freer. This isn't really spirituality. This is life. To me, like an essential part of life that will help you be a much more effective, um, kind, loving, and intelligent human being. I I just want to say something really quick. I I think the the same way that self-care used to be considered selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, The amount of massages, facials, yoga classes, things that I go to in a month 
just for me, you know, and I'm a mom of three, mm-hmm. honestly, in the nineties, I would, I would have been really selfish. Like people yeah. in my community would be like, what does she do all the time? Like yeah. another massage, like mm-hmm. that seems really <laughs> self-absorbed, you know? And now it's like, that is my sanity is that time for myself alone where I can think and breathe and connect to, yes, that spiritual side to who I am. And self-care is, is part of the paving way. Uh, the more we take care of ourselves, the more we can hear our voice, the more we can connect to our intuition, the more we can connect to these bodies within us that no one else sees or feels, or you know, maybe they do if you're in an intimate relationship, but it's your relationship with yourself. So the more that we can take care of ourselves, self-love, self-care, the more that we can hear the voices of that connection to source, to the connection to ourselves, our intuition. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that should just be the way we take care of ourselves. It doesn't have to be called spirituality, but I think that it's, it's a process just like anything else. And so for someone just starting out and listening and doesn't have these connections to self Mm -hmm. or to source, it is kind of breaking it down into more basic, just connecting to that voice, connecting to yourself, right? Like it's just, it doesn't have to be labeled spirituality. Well, I'm hearing even exploring yourself versus even, right? Because we're always connected, but I feel like, I mean, I'm saying yourself, you and yourself are always part of the same thing. It's just so many of us have limited what that means. Well, and we get clouded by society. We get clouded by other people's, especially in the world of social media, which I do want to talk to you about that a little bit since you've had kind of your finger on the pulse and you've been a part of this wave as far as I remember. And I've been on Instagram since it started. Um, you know, how do we stay clear on our path when information is constantly bombarded to us and at us, you know, like how, how, how can you, yeah, Um, for 10 days, right? Yeah. First, first I wanted to say thank you for role modeling the effectiveness of self-care, because I think like, even you, you said you're a mom of three, like, of course you have to take care of yourself. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to like raise kids if you're not taking care of yourself? Like, how are you going to raise them effectively and well? Um, so to me, it's like, I think that idea that as a parent or even as an individual in a corporate office that you have to like martyr yourself, right? you know, that, that, that has to go away because ultimately like when you're able to more deeply and gently take care of yourself, then you're going to be so much more creative, so much more present, so much more energetic. And you're actually literally going to be able to love your family better and do your work better if you're there for yourself. So that's why, like I tell people a lot of times, especially during turbulent moments, that's the time when you have to really put your foot down and make sure that you're doing your practices, right? If you meditate, make sure you meditate. If you do yoga, make sure you do it, whatever it is, or you're going to see your therapist or you're doing, you know, whatever it is, like, Make sure you're doing that, especially during the turbulent moments, because that's when, you know, you need it most so that you can be fully present to what's happening. But um, I think in regards to like social media, um, it's a crazy place. I think it's an amazing place, um, but it's also kind of like the wild, wild west, you know, like you just, there are very little rules and people get an amplification of whatever it is that's inside of them. So like who they'll follow who, you know, you, it can either help you increase your depression or it can help increase your inspiration. Mm. So it really matters like 
what you want from it. And, um, and I try to use it in that way. You know, I make sure to like follow people who also inspire me or other writers or artists. And I'm like, wow, that work is amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, not so much like it's following things that inspire me as opposed to things that make me crave more, you know, because that's, it's so easy to fall into that, like, just, you know, that, that path of just like following, you know, wanting more, wanting more, wanting more, but wanting more is just not going to bring you satisfaction. Um, and the other thing that's like really simple is like, I love that timer that Instagram has added. Like I put myself in an hour and a half and when it's like hour and a half, I'm like, all right, I got to cool it. You know, I got to put this phone down. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, there's so much to unpack there. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about the spirituality word almost when putting it out. And I'm one of those people who, for whom that's really loaded. That's a very loaded word. Yeah. Right. But I think that for me, at least it was because spirituality was religion. That's, mm -hmm. that's the connection I always, I made into literally the last five, six, seven years. I mean, it's been, it was a very recent development, um, that I was able to start unpacking the two. Right. And, um, spiritually, that's why I was saying before is we're all connected is we we're all having, some spiritual experience, we can be blocking it, right? Mm -hmm. And, and deciding not to go further down that path. Um, and that self exploration, if you just literally look at the, at the base of the word, right, is spirit, like we all, we all have our, our spirit, mm -hmm. we're, we mm -hmm. say we're spirited, we have other ways of using that same root um, in a way that is not that scary. Like, oh, he's really spirited. Or, I, you know, I, he has a really light spirit or a really heavy spirit. Like we, we can mm -hmm. talk to one another about the self connection to spirit and mm -hmm. in our own. And I think for me, that's where I found the, the easy way in right off the bat is kind of like, okay, well, what do I want that spirit experience to be like? What do I want to resonate as? What, how do I want to feed my spirit? And when that started happening, it was about paying attention to what's going on inside. Because if I'm not sitting there listening to it, then I don't know what it needs. And then I am feeding off of what other people are telling me I need. And yeah, and, trying to get and get and get right. You're always looking for the next car or the next piece of clothing or, or the next amount of money in your bank account that will mm -hmm. feed. But if you don't, and for some people that by the way, actually feeds them. But for a lot of us, we need to turn inward and find out what we really want. Right. And what, what the internal craving is, you know, and, and finding talking to people like you who help kind of dig that out and maybe not talk about spirituality per se, but allow us all to look inside and become more spirited and more fulfilled. Hey everybody, it's Adi again, and I wanna share with you something that I believe is one of the most useful free tools I've ever created for my clients and for you. It's our free personalized My Drinking Score report. Look, you already know that at Ignited, we don't care much for labels and we don't believe in any of those once a blah, 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 always a blah, blah, blah slogan. But if you are questioning your specific relationship with alcohol, you may be trying to figure out how to understand what you need to do and whether you're moving in the right direction. Well, then this completely free tool is for you and will give you the answers you're looking for. All you're gonna do is you're gonna take a five minute quiz answering simple questions that you know the answers to. And then like magic, our system is gonna spit out a custom report so that you can find out more about your relationship with alcohol and actually get guidance and help to some of the changes that you can individually make. 
I created this tool to give you a customized, personalized virtual resource that you can take at any time and that makes it easy to get the exact recommendations and steps that you need to help eliminate your struggles. Anybody can take it. And did I mention that it's completely 100% free? Well, it is. So stop running around in circles trying to figure out why you're having a hard time getting sober and get real solutions and guidance to help transform your life and get ignited forever. Just pause this audio right now and go to ignited.com forward slash go. Again, that's ignited.com forward slash go and take our five minute quiz right now. Find out what your drinking score is and then share it and tag us on Instagram or Facebook because remember, fuck shame. Together, we get to move forward and get better every day. Yeah, I love that because um, there's, I mean, whether there's a lot to say, but there's just, I try to really keep my writing focused around how important and how valuable it is to decrease the density of your mind. Because it's, you know, I really don't tell people what to believe. I, I don't, I don't, I just say like, you know, this is what I've found so far, like um, to be true inside of me and other people, you know, agree or disagree or whatever it is that they do. But um, I, you know, to talk so, you know, it becomes so much more clear about what you actually want to do with your life, what your real aspirations are and what you actually believe in when you start dealing with those layers in the mind and start coming in contact with what's happening inside of you. And not just in a way where you're knowing it, but you're actually doing something about it. Because a lot of people don't understand that it's in the subconscious of your subconscious of your mind that all these um, old emotional histories, all these old accumulations of this sort of um, dense energy that we keep carrying into the present over and over again from the past, and we keep replaying these scenarios with all the people that we come across. Um, these, you know, the same reactions over and over. When these reactions are controlling you, as opposed to you deciding, oh, I'm not going to do that again, um, then you literally live in a way where you're just multiplying your old conditioning over and over. And if this conditioning is so heavily layered on top of your mind, then you're not going to know what your real aspirations are. You're not going to be able to like intimately connect with yourself to be able to, to, you know, not just see the joy in life, but to be able to understand life. And that's why I think it's important when people say, you know, like, I don't know what to do with my life or I don't know what I really believe or anything. It's like, well, to me, it's like come in contact with your mind first yeah. clean your mind up, like literally, like, you know, literally like clean your mind. Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, you'll have so much more clarity as to what you believe. And it's funny to me because there are people who follow me, who have like all these different religious backgrounds, all these different beliefs. And, but at the end of the day, what we all have in common is that our minds can be healthier and our minds can be healed because we've all experienced very, intense emotions in the past. So dealing with that aspect of human habit, and I like to call it human habit, you know, like all the fear, the craving, the ego, the, um, all the aversion, the hatred that we feel, these things have been layered on, not just from our own personal moment in time, like our own life, but they come from like our lineages, from our families, they come from evolution, you know, like evolution has taught us to be afraid because why? Because it keeps us alive. But that fear doesn't help us be happy. So being able to live beyond that and actually unpack those layers so that human habit doesn't dominate your life, but instead 
you can live from a real human nature that is just full of an abundance of creativity, energy, and you know, a, a beautiful ability to problem solve. Absolutely. We talk about that concept of the patterns and the rituals you've been stuck in forever. We had mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton on once. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever heard of him or not, but um, we had him on the podcast and he talks a lot about, you know, the, the biology of these, these patterns getting literally physiologically stuck in us. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. And, and if we don't, if we don't do the work to release them, there are, we're actually kind of running on autopilot, right? The vast mm-hmm. majority of our life is actually run on autopilot. Other people have told you what you're supposed to do in school, how you're supposed to get mm-hmm. a job, where you're supposed mm-hmm. to go live, who you're supposed to be with, what your life is supposed to look like. And without being, if you don't pay attention, if you don't tune in and listen, you kind of just follow those patterns. You just follow what, what has been fed without consideration, without actually for so many people, um, stopping and, and ha- taking a moment to just understand how am I being actually affected by these patterns that I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pursuing constantly. You know, I deal with addiction and mental health a lot and almost invariably the people who come to me struggling with things in either one or both of those categories have at some point been told that they're not okay mm-hmm. and then have done everything they could to essentially agree with that message, right? cover up that internal voice, right? So they drink heavily so that the voice gets shut down or, mm-hmm. or they use drugs to literally change the way they behave so that they match other people better or to fit in with people who otherwise would have rejected them. Um, and so instead of listening inward, the idea is what can I bring in from the outside to make myself more like what people want me to be? And what ends up inevitably ensuing is complete misery. What's up, everybody? So glad that you've tuned in here today. You know, we bring you these recovery episodes to help anyone who's struggling with addiction or habits that don't serve them break free of the cycle using the latest research and the most effective strategies that I've found over my years of doing this and thousands of people I've helped. Obviously, we offer this free resource to you because I know that getting help is hard and I want to make it as easy as possible. So even if you never join our online hero program or come to our retreats or come and work with me individually, I want you to at least have access to the same powerful tools that have changed thousands of lives. If you like this and think it's useful, please give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or just wherever you're listening to this right now. It really helps get the word out about this free resource, which is important since my goal is to help over a million people. So thanks a lot for being part of the Ignited community. Now let's get you back to the help. I love that um, you brought up uh, Bruce Lipton's work. I have to look into it more because the, and I've heard, um, I think it was Dr. Dan Siegel said something similar um, that these, basically the way that you behave, it's the way that your like neurons will, that they'll fire together and that'll be reinforced over and over. But I'm not a scientist, you know, um, like I'm not a biologist or a physicist or anything like that. So to me, like all my experience of that, these are things that I can feel because I spend a lot of time meditating. So I can feel that when I go to a retreat and I come back, there's a lot more space in my mind and like malleability in my mind. And I can, and then there are moments where you're letting go and you're like meditating and your, your mind's very silent, calm and quiet. And you can feel like this really rapid and subtle unbinding. It's almost like all these knots are just being like released over like really, really, really quickly. And then you leave there and you're like, oh, like I feel like my mind's lost a hundred pounds. And 100%. so 
So like understanding that um, there's like a bio, you know, I know that something's happening biologically and chemically in my mind, but um, being privy to that work, you know, I just know that it's actually happening because I see the results in my actions in my daily life. Yeah. hundred percent. I lead yoga retreats. Um, I'm been teaching yoga for 10 years and now I don't have the luxury of teaching Mm. weekly or regularly, but I do workshops and international one international retreat every year. Mm. And it's always my check-in. It always has been my check-in whether I'm leading or taking a retreat. Um, but I do even now, even when I'm leading the retreat, I'm also taking. And yeah. this year I really allowed myself to, I we just got back in October. Um, I'm going through some like huge up leveling in my life right now. Mm-hmm. We just bought our first home and. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, it's our dream home and it's in LA and we never thought we would be able to have a dream home in LA. And you know, I'm, all the things I'm feeling in, insanely abundant in every area and every direction of my life. But it's like the expansion is overwhelming. And <laughs> <laughs> really like, it's yeah. like, no, I know. Yeah. Growing pains. Like my kids are, my older boys are seven and nine and they tell me all the time about their growing pains and they can put, mm-hmm. they can use their words to describe the way it feels for their bones to be growing. Mm-hmm. And I like, I feel that, like, I feel that in my bones for -hmm. different reasons, you know, like I'm growing in other ways, but the, the way that they explain it is exactly the way I feel in my life right now. And when I went away to the retreat, I really got to sit with it Mm -hmm. and it's always a check-in. Like I remember three years ago, I I teach, I co-teach with one of our best friends, um, Rochelle, who was a a guest on our podcast, um, on trauma and we teach and she teaches this amazing somatic dance experience. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Koya before, but it's a, it's a healing dance Mm -hmm. and you dance to your darkness, you dance to your light, you dance to all different aspects of your life. And Three years ago, based on where I was in my life, dancing to my darkness was the most challenging. And I remember Mm. like the way it felt, the way it showed up in my body. It was, it was really challenging this year, three years later, because of the work I've done Mm -hmm. since then, the darkness was easy. I breezed through that, but dancing to my celebration and my love and all the beauty that is in my life, because it's so overwhelmingly beautiful right now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And having that perspective, like, yes, physically away. I was in Mexico. I was in Sayulita down a dirt path, far, far away from the closest air, you know, but also just being away from my normal distractions of life, of children, mm-hmm. of to-do lists, of responsibilities. I think it's all of that compounded into one when you go away, but then also concentrated so heavily on dancing to your celebration, your love, all the beauty, all the relationships, all the good, all the positivity. And I like completely let myself go and was sobbing, uncontrollably sobbing. Mm -hmm. And that I, I feel that when I really let myself enter into the space of a retreat mindset and I came back and I, I felt the fullness of my life much more. And then slowly day by day, you know, the skin like folds over and grows new skin. Things start to compound again. And it's, 
it's, there's a sadness to it because it's like, I wish I could just live my life as if I lived on a yoga retreat. But at the same time, it's it's a beautiful check-in. I think I encourage everyone, you can create your own version of this at home. And, you know, shut down all technology, unplug everything, be by candlelight for an entire day and read beautiful poetry and meditate. And you can create this at home. Mm-hmm. It's harder, but it's up to you to have that responsibility. I think a lot of people think, well, I can't afford to go sit for 10 days in meditation. Like I can't afford it. I can't leave my job. I, that's not reality for me. Or I can't go to Mexico on a yoga retreat. Like I have, you know, four kids at home, whatever the excuses are, which are real valid excuses. You can create this at home. Yeah. And I want to encourage people don't feel discouraged by price tags or I can't go there. I can't, there is a way if you take the time to carve out healing for you. And as you said, it could look like therapy. It could look like ayahuasca. It could look like lots of different things to different people. Right. But don't allow life's circumstances to rob you of that healing process because you can create it anywhere at any time. I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like um, you're really reminding me of uh, this thing that um, Naval Ravikant said. He was like, money only fixes money problems. Mm. And after that, you still got a world of problems, you know? So I think our generation is probably one of the first to really deeply feel that you can't buy your way to happiness. Um, And not only that, not only like you can't buy your way to happiness, but you also can't have another person constantly make you happy. Mm. So understanding these two big truths has really um, created this explosion of wellness around the world. Um, Because now a lot of people are like, okay, well, I still want to be happy. Like, I'm not trying to be miserable all the time. So what can I do? And that directly points you to your inner world. And it's like, you know, what is going to be your method to be able to traverse and explore your own inner sanctum, you know, whatever is going on in there. And... I really, you know, I I talk about this a lot, especially in my talks, like we live in a special time in human history, um, all throughout the world. It is undeniable that there are so many effective healing techniques that are available to people now, unlike any other time before. And we still have a ways to go in regards to accessibility, but it's undeniable that these techniques are more accessible than they've ever been to a wider group of people. Um, so I really agree, you know, if you can go away to like have a retreat or go to, you know, go, go to something that helps you really connect with yourself and gives you some real tools then fantastic. I definitely encourage you to do it. But, um, if you can't, you know, then there's just like all these apps, there are just things that can, you know, help you walk through this, um, within your own world. And I don't know, there's just so much out there. And I think it's really special because, Um, sometimes it seems a little daunting that there are so many different tools available that I really recommend to people. You want to find something that is challenging, but not overwhelming. You want to find that sweet spot where, okay, this thing here, because not everyone is necessarily ready to meditate. Not everyone's like ready to do yoga. You know, some people may really need like a therapist or something to someone to help them, um, cultivate that honesty, you know, learn some tools to be able to engage with themselves. 
but people just need very different things because though our minds are similar in the way that they're structured, the contents of our mind of our minds are very different, right? Like the three of us, we've all had very different histories, but you know, at the end of the day, we all have things we can let go of. We've all felt very intense emotions. We're all, um, you know, trying to live beyond our patterns, but, um, but what we're actually contained, you know, what is actually contained within us is very, very unique. So because of that uniqueness, then that means that, you know, not everyone's going to benefit from the same exact technique. And I think having respect for that and just being like, okay, this works for you. You know, that's great. I'm happy that it works for you. Cause at the end of the day, like, what does it matter if we're all doing the same thing? It doesn't matter at all. I think what's no. most important is that you're less harmful to yourself and you're less harmful to other people. And through that basis of like individual transformation, I think we're going to really see like big shifts in like our global structure. I think more and more people are, are going to create a more, you know, a better world. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to share with you the next two in-person retreats that Ignited is offering. If you followed Sophie and I at all, you saw how absolutely incredible our Tulum retreat, the Up Level Your Life retreat was. Well, we've got two coming right down here in Southern California. The first one is the men's retreat. It's going to take place February 8th to 12th, and it's going to happen in Temecula, California. just a couple of hours away from LA and San Diego. It is going to be magical. It's the third year in a row we've done this. It is pure magic. This happens right before Valentine's Day on purpose in order to help people show up as their best to what's happening for them and for their partner in their relationship. What does that mean? That means they can radically accept, they can have transparency, they can have preparation goals and strategy on how to transform themselves and their relationship into the next best version of them. And this year, for the first time ever, our highly anticipated women's retreat happening at the exact same time in Southern California, February 8th through 12th. So if you're in a partnership, you can come in separately to each of those retreats and have literally one of the most incredible Valentines you have ever experienced in your life. After the last two men's retreats, I got emails from women from wives whose husbands went to retreat saying, I don't know what you all did over there, but I've never seen my husband like this. If you want that kind of response this year for the two of you, come right now. Now, normally when we talk about this, we get some questions. So the first one is, do I have to be in a relationship to come to an Ignited retreat? First of all, no, you don't have to be in a relationship to attend either one of them. We're definitely going to have some elements of the program around relationship. Guess what? You are in multiple relationships in your lives right now with yourself and with other people around you. This is going to help all of those not just romantic relationship. Another big question we get is, what's the difference between this retreat and that up-level your life retreat we just saw you all having in Tulum? Well, these two are, first of all, they're gender specific. So it's the first time we're splitting up our community in this way, but we've been having the men's retreat. There are some things that are just easier to talk about sometime in limited, smaller groups that are more specific, you know? About two thirds were women at the up-level your life retreat. And so this split will do a lot. It's gonna help increase radical transparency and openness. It's gonna empower people to be the best version of themselves and be transparent. And it's going to allow you to hone in on the masculine and feminine to allow for massive transformation. And if you know anything about polarity, really reach this Valentine's Day in maximum polarity. Plus, if you're in a relationship, you guys will get discounts for joining together. Contact us more for more details. All you got to do is go to ignited.com forward slash events. That's IGNTD.com forward slash events to learn more and save your spot. Again, we have early bird pricing and a six month payment plan. And if you come as a couple, you will get a further discount on both of these. Cannot wait to see you. If you had massive FOMO around Tulum, do not let that happen to you again.
Thank you for tuning in to the Ignited Heroes Recovery Podcast. I really hope you found the information here useful and that we'll see you back here next week. And look, I want to make sure that this podcast is the most useful it can be for you. So please let me know by emailing info at ignited.com if there are any specific topics or questions you'd like to have addressed. As usual, if you like this episode, I would love for you to leave us a five-star review and rating. Thanks and see you next week.